Good morning and welcome back to Word Here and There, Inspirational Plus. I am I am your podcast host, Carolyn. Happy Sunday morning to you. Patient wisdom. A man's wisdom gives him patience. It is to his glory to overlook an offense. You don't have to point out every mistake that someone makes. Your patience in dealing with other people shows your wisdom. Others will notice if you keep a score sheet of who did what to whom and how many times. After a while, they'll find reasons not to be around you. It's better to be patient with others as you would like them to be with you. This verse suggests that patience isn't an easy thing. That's why it is to your glory when it is shown. Ask God to help you be more patient with someone in particular. Ask him to give you the strength to overlook things and not to even need to keep a score sheet. Then remember to thank him for his patience with you. Today, we're going to a festival here in San Diego called Dia de la Muerte, which is Day of the Dead. It's, I guess, a morning of people you have lost. That should be interesting, and I will let you know how it goes. In the news, I found a couple of weird things. So let me read you just a couple. They're short. A restaurant in Tokyo, Abichan, recently revealed the secret behind its popular pork skewers. Adichi Central reported, the skewers are dipped in a sauce jar that hasn't been cleaned in more than 60 years and is covered on the outside with a hardened goo. Each day, cooks pour a new sauce over the previous day's sauce, as they have throughout three generations of owners, a practice they say contributes to its rich flavor. Experts said as long as the concoction is heated, there shouldn't be any bacterial growth. I don't think so. Here's the next one, a bright idea. Japanese milk producer Siki Milk has devised an entertaining solution to a growing problem. The company did research showing that 65% of students weren't finishing their milk at lunch, so it partnered with a mango studio to produce an original comic series and print it in white on its glass milk bottles. As they drink, kids are compelled to finish the beverage so the artwork is revealed. Company says milk mango encourages healthy behavior and reading and gets kids thinking about food loss. That is a good idea. Um, what about if the kids can't read yet? I don't know, just a thought. But here's our story for today. Choosing hope. My parents never kept an adoption a secret, speaking openly about what they knew of my birth family and even taking me to the adoption agency to let me see where they picked me up. My parents encouraged my quest to find my birth parents, and I requested my original birth certificate when I turned 19. When it came in the mail, I could barely speak. I was holding the key to my past in my hand. There it was, the name of my mother, the address where she grew up, everything I needed to find her. I sat on it for months while trying to gain the courage to begin my search. We adopted kids are told to never get our hopes up about our birth family. We are told to realize that there were reasons we were given up and that those reasons might be painful to discover. We are told our parents might be drug addicts, dead, or the most painful may not want nothing to do with us. That was the one that frightened me most. If my mom was a drug addict, whatever. If she was dead, well, I didn't know her to begin with. So I would grieving, grieve her passing and mourn. 
that I would never know her. But if she didn't want me, well, that was different. You see, my adopted mom had kicked me out a couple of years before. We were both going through a lot emotionally. My parents had divorced years before, and she was raising me on her own. That was when the abandonment hit home. If my own mother who raised me couldn't accept me, what did they say? What did that say about me? A mother is supposed to love her child no matter what. What kind of monster was I that my own mom couldn't stand to be around me? I didn't think I could handle that level of rejection again. I knew it would destroy me to not be wanted by two mothers in one lifetime. One might ask, your birth mom already gave you up. Did you not already feel abandoned by her? My birth mother was 14 years old when she had me. She was a child herself. I couldn't imagine being faced with pregnancy at that age, especially in her case, where she didn't know she was pregnant until the day I was born. I didn't resent her for giving me up, but I just couldn't bring myself to try to find her. The rift between my adopted mother and me had compounded the trust issues I already had. I also had a stepmom in the picture, which only confused matters further for me as my dad became more and more involved with a family that I didn't consider it to be my own. Eventually, though, my curiosity won out over my fear. I just had to know, for better or worse. So I began searching internet databases, numerous Google and Facebook searches, brought many people to my attention, but none of them looked like me or matched all of the descriptions I had on my birth mom. Then one day, I was absentmindedly searching Facebook for her name and a new face appeared. It was a woman in her 30s, a medium complexion, big blue eyes, and a smile I knew a grin that showed almost all of her teeth, a grin that made her eyes sparkle and crinkle up just a little bit, a smile that I had seen so many times in photographs of myself. I checked the name. Her last name had changed, but her maiden name was in parentheses beside it. There it was, my birth mother's full name next to a beautiful smiling face. I sent her a message. I don't even remember what it said now, but it was heartfelt and excited. Then I waited, trying not to check my Facebook every hour. I waited and waited and waited. I waited for two years. It didn't hurt me, not really. Like I said, we adopted kids are told not to get our hopes up. Then one night I got a message from a friend of mine. It's a message no one ever wants to receive. One of my closest friends had killed himself. I stared down at my phone in shock and then began looking up news articles to figure out exactly what had happened. I left my phone on the charger and went back to sit on the couch. My phone buzzed again and I sighed, not really wanting to check it, but knowing it could be more important information about my friend. So I went and picked it up. A Facebook notification appeared saying I had a new message. I was too preoccupied to even consider who it could be from. I opened it and for a second time in an hour, I stared at my phone in shock. It was from her. Since we weren't friends on Facebook, the message had sent her had been moved to an alternative box. She had just found it. I read it and burst into tears. She spoke of her love for me and how she had thought about me every day since making the decision to give me up. She told me the whole story and welcomed me to come and meet her family, my family. Within hours, I had a message from the oldest of my younger brothers. We are only a few years apart 
and we speak with strong similarity, all three of us, in fact, speak with the same cadence. We have the same gestures, the same high-strung, bird-eyed excitement for life. Nature's versus nurture is a fascinating study. Within days, my grandmother had also messaged me to welcome me home. Never in my wildest dreams did I imagine the amount of love I had received from them. I moved in with my brother to get to know him. We argued and fought and loved each other just as siblings should. I live apart from all of my families now, but I feel their love daily. I have three families, my birth family, my adopted family, and my step family. I worked up the courage to reach out, to look fear in the face and say, I'm going to do this anyway. And now I feel like one of the most loved and adored children on the planet. This is Carolyn with Word Here and There, Inspirational Plus. Take care of yourselves.